Welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word, the podcast that empowers you to say fuck being fine. Tired of being stuck in a place where you say everything's fine, when it's really not fine at all? You're not alone. I'm your host, Lori Seitz. I've been there too, and so have my guests. Here's a secret. All it takes is a conscious decision to change and then restructure beliefs so your actions take you in the right direction. That's where fine is a four-letter word comes in. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories from people who have transformed their lives and businesses and practical tips and takeaways to move you from spinning in place to forward action so you can create a life of joy. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Tighten your seatbelts because we're about to dive into a story that's grittier than a sandpaper sandwich. My guest today is Chad Jackman, the unstoppable force behind Thrive Core. He's in the business of resilience, which he serves up with a side of mental toughness to entrepreneurs faster than a race car on rocket fuel. Chad and I met a couple of years ago through a networking organization, and he actually contributed to the launch of this podcast. We've talked about having him on the show for a while, but he wasn't ready until now. After medical discharge from the army, Chad struggled to rediscover his identity while telling himself everything was fine until he found himself staring down the barrel of a gun. In that moment, he chose life and painstakingly clawed his way back from the edge. Chad now helps others navigate their own personal and professional abysses. His toolkit, street smart wisdom, pragmatic strategies, and an enthusiasm more contagious than a toddler's laughter in a silent library. For what it's worth, I give my guest bonus points for making their bio fun. You can hear Chad went all out with this, which is where some of these phrases are coming from. Don't be fooled by his life-changing work, though. Chad still knows how to enjoy himself. When he's not turning hardships into triumphs, he can be found wrapping his heart out, penning country ballads, riding his motorcycle, or having philosophical debates with his hiking boots amidst nature's grandeur. Hey, you know, you can go to zenrabbit.com to get your copy of the short guide to working less and living better, also known as the five easy ways to start living a sabbatical life. You may also be interested in a brand new program called Staying Calm in Chaos. I'm super excited about this. It's 10 short, easily digestible audio sessions that walk you through how to go from being an overwhelmed high achiever to a calm, grounded, and centered person who has peace of mind no matter what. Comes with some awesome meditations and there's a bunch of other cool stuff to go with it. Check that out at stayingcalminchaos.com. Now buckle up, Buttercup. It's time to get mentally tough discover your unbreakable spirit, and thrive in the face of adversity. Hello and welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. I, I know I say this every week, like I'm so excited to have this guest, but truly, Chad Jackman, welcome to the show. We have known each other for a few years and he's finally 
agreed to come on the show. Um, yeah, I'm finally at the point where I can come on your show, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, we talked about that yes. before. But this is, I, I know this is going to be so much fun. And uh, because you're just a fun person and and not every part of your story, at least the parts that I know, is fun. And that's part of the 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 fun of the show is weaving into all of these different aspects. Right. So let's let's jump in and start with what were the beliefs and values that you were raised with? that contributed to you becoming who you became as a young adult and beyond? Uh, so grew up very religious. Uh, so I'm LDS or Mormon, as more uh, more people are familiar with. Um, so, you know, grew up, grew up with that. And uh, so, uh, but big family. So I always had people around me. Um, and I just, I've always had, like in the disc assessment, I'm like a high I, and then my next one down is a D. And uh, so I've always been just outgoing individual who just loves to have fun. But uh, other values that yeah, so uh, fairly conservative growing up. Um, like what? What do you remember being taught about being a human? About being human is this? Yeah, a the golden rule uh, first and foremost. You know, I doing uh, yeah, like yeah, doing others as you want done to you. Um, and then you know, just uh, know. Uh, Really big, uh, know your place. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I got I got beat down quite a bit as a kid. You know, just just trying to live my life and uh, uh, find out later I've got severe ADHD. But uh, hey, that's that's a whole other story in itself. But uh, looking back, that's uh, uh, yeah, that that's a lot of it. And then uh, you know some you know other dark parts. Yeah, you know, I was I was molested as a kid, uh, three years old, uh, by my babysitter down the street. So. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've got some demons with that dealing and whatnot, but, uh, okay. Three years old. Did you, um, did you tell your parents yeah. like what, how did that come out? Or is that something that you repressed for years and then figured out? Um, so my parents knew, uh, so, cause it was my sister as well. Uh, my sister's three years older than I am. So that's how they found out. And it was repressed. And like, I, you know, I was always sexually interested, I guess, from that point on. Um, which got me in a lot of trouble as well. But, uh, but no, uh, finally, like at 19 or 20 years old, like I was just having problems sleeping. Well, I'm not sure what uh, problem sleeping with the eyes under these eyes. But, the, but uh, my mom was like, well, hey, maybe it was because uh, you were molested as a kid. And I was like, what? Okay, hold on. What's going on? And uh, yeah, just right. yeah, at that point, it started all just coming back to me and just, I was like, wow, okay, well, that explains an awful lot in my childhood. <laughs> so. Did you get counseling right away, or how did you Count- manage that? Counseling? What's what's this counseling you speak of? Yeah, geez, no, I was I was mm, I, I, okay. I was fine. I was fine, Lori. I don't need counseling. Yes, yes you were fine. I'll just I'll go into the army, and that will take care of me. Is that what you did? No, this is actually after I joined the military. Um, yeah, so right out of college or right out of high school, I tried college twice and dropped out twice, and then I was like. Hey, let's go army. Uh, I was dating a girl, and her mom was a recruiter, not a recruiter. Uh, she was a a reserve uh, administrator for a reserve unit, and so yeah, went and uh, was like, "Hey, that'll be fun." And it's actually it was a great time. Uh, served almost twenty one years, is twenty years, eleven months, fifteen days uh, to be exact. Um, no reason why I know that date. Not that anybody was coming. Oh, no. It's on. It's on my DD two fourteen discharge paperwork. 
So yeah, but like, hey, so, <laughs> okay. but uh, but yeah, geez, that's a whole other story in itself too. Jeez, I'd, I'd still be in. Like I was reserves National Guard my whole career. Um, but those uh, blood clots, uh, I got blood clots in both my legs coming back from a lot fire exercise in uh, Romania, and uh, got back and yeah, my legs were swollen and yeah, uh, if I would have thrown a clot, I'd have been a dead man. That's yeah. Well, that's really scary. Yes. Yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, so that that's uh, that's at that point uh, they kicked me out like I was medically retired, and I lost a huge part of my identity. Um, yeah, so I, I was I was lost, and that actually led to uh, to the incident uh, three or four years ago of me sitting <laughs> on the yeah. chair over here before oh, yeah. before we get yeah. there <laughs> before we get there because I know what you're going to yeah. say. Uh, Talk about, so you were in the army for how long? 20? 21 years. 21 years. Yeah. So that was a, a majority of your young adulthood. Yeah. And did you, I mean, aside from your girlfriend's mom being part of it, like, did, was like, how did you decide to do that? Like college didn't work out for you. And was that part of your like, um, background of serving? Yeah, was it a, a way, at, like a way of giving service to your country? Yeah, like, like obviously, it was giving service to your country. But I mean, given your family background of being about service, yeah. Um, so I was the first army guy in my family. Uh, both my grandpas were Navy, and then my, I had a bonus grandpa, step grandpa, uh, who was a Marine Corps guy. Uh, then my brother, my brother's Navy as well. Uh, so I'm the oddball. Uh, that didn't go Navy. And, uh, but yeah, like I've always had this, a sense of pride in country. Um, I've always been a huge Patriot. Um, yeah. Growing up, you know, it's like out in the backyards playing, playing army. So that's just, just what I did. But, you know, so yeah. most people are, most people are like, Hey, what'd you want to be when you grow up? I was like, uh, I've already been there, done that and retired. <laughs> so, cause I, yeah. <laughs> well, cause I, yeah, I started out as a surgical tech and combat medic and then I went Intel. And then uh, alert unit. Actually, I'm wearing a shirt right now. Yeah. So long range surveillance uh, unit in the military. Uh, essentially, you go into the enemy territory and set up a hide site, and you watch a known point for a few days, and then you sneak back out and you know report all all the details and whatnot. Uh, you don't what? really find out about that's missions like, we do. That's like the stuff in the movies. Yeah. yeah. So you don't find out what we do, um, or that we're even out um, unless it goes bad. <laughs> that, that's when you hear about large yeah. units and and uh, special forces units, like uh, in uh, uh, you know the Marcus Luttrell story, um, Lone Survivor. Uh, you know, if that's if, if it goes bad, then you hear about it. If not, then hey, we're we're doing a good job. <laughs> but, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I completely understand what you're talking about when you say like once you got out, you lost your identity. Because when I had my first business, the the baking company with the gratitude cookies. And once I decided to shut that down after 11 years, you're kind of like, that is who you are. You have become mm -hmm. your business or your job. And then once you're not doing that anymore, you go through a lot of questioning. Well, who am I now? And right. what value do I have now? So tell me a little bit more about that. Like you got out and then you had no, like, well, obviously you had no plan because you weren't intending to get out. Right. Well, so I, yeah, at the time, like, so I was national guard reserves. Like I, I said, the whole, my whole career, uh, a couple deployments here and there, but, uh, uh, for the most part I was stateside. 
Uh, so I did have a civilian job. I was actually a surgical tech for 18 years. And then I actually went on and used my GI Bill. I got my MBA, my MHA, went in healthcare administration for a couple of years. Um, this is all like towards the end. And uh, so I, I had this whole other thing going, but this was a huge, like you were saying, this was a huge, huge part of my life. Uh, so, uh, uh, so losing that was, it was big. Uh, so I, you know, and that had a cascading event, uh, through a lot of things. Uh, so, uh, just, just trying to find myself again, just trying to find that whole, like fill that vacuum. I, I just couldn't. And, uh, so anxiety, depression, anger, all the things just kept kicking in. Um, so my official retirement date was 420 of uh, 20. Um, everybody was like, hey, I bet I know what you're doing retirement day. No, I don't smoke. So uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, four, 420. I didn't always, even think uh, of that until you said it. <laughs> yeah. So 420 is uh, definitely a fun day for me. Uh, it's, it's my retirement date. I'm not just a, a reefer holiday anymore. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, shoot, I forgot what I was even going to uh, um, so, but, so did you, you had this, you retired, you had this, this, I don't say backup plan, but like you had all this education and, um, training to do something in the civilian world, mm-hmm. but yeah, and, but, I had but this you weren't excited vacuum. about it. No, yeah. no, I wasn't excited about much anything. And, uh, so yeah, I just started sinking deeper and deeper. Cause you know, like I was trying to fill this vacuum and just nothing would give me that camaraderie i guess and that despair decor and like mm. just because you know like you, you form these bonds with these these men and women that you serve with right um so i was infantry and uh women weren't integrated at that point so it was just a bunch of i, I say men so uh but you know mm-hmm. in the military it's men and women but uh so but you form these bonds and uh there's just something about literally relying and uh knowing that the, these people over here like have my back regardless uh you know, yeah yeah uh, so it's yeah just having that type of bond with somebody is is uh is huge i can i can somewhat relate but not as as deeply as i know those bonds are formed right you know having having friends but that those bonds don't exist outside like in the veteran community yes and no like <sighs> I guess, I guess at that point, I just, I, I didn't feel like I belonged because like, so mm. uh, I, I never like, I never had any like real major like combat experience. Right. So I never went on a true combat deployment. Um, so like all these guys, like post 9-11, like I was in for 21 years and like, yeah, I didn't have an actual like, you know, combat deployment under my belt. Like I deployed, sure, but not to, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I've been shot at in Africa, whatnot, and it's been crazy and you know uh u-28 spy plane went down and you know went out and surveyed that and we're uh, out of court on security for it and just the death and destruction that comes with that which was just gnarly by the way just nuts um yeah but uh uh yeah it's it's, it's crazy but it's it's just being in that situation and just forging those bonds with these guys is just it's huge it's massive um but, and so uh, what happened? So so you you're trying to deal with all of this and this this disconnection, which I think is a major issue, whether you're coming out of a out of the military or not in our society. So many people are so disconnected, but I think it's even more acute when you've been in a situation like what you're describing with 
comrades, com- comrades, that makes it the sound comrade. like Russians. Hey. Um, it's all good. <laughs> Uh, well, no, yes. it make you feel better. Like American the Legion, I'm still part of that. Yeah, so I'm I'm part of the American Legion, and we say comrade and like the uh, the head leader dudes commandant. So comrade right. commandant. So yeah, you're fine. Uh, and yes, okay. it's very Russian yes. or German sounding. But uh, <laughs> so, comrade, so you're, you're, let's drink some vodka. You're, you're, yes. you're missing this um, these connections, and how did you manage that? Not very well. <laughs> like go into like tell because I know what's coming next, but share share what happened with um with my listeners of how you dealt with it, didn't deal with it, um you know what you went through in the next couple years. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know, I just yeah you know, tried to find somewhere where I belonged and just couldn't find anything like that, and I didn't feel like I you know, belonged with the military uh, community here. Like, so I live in Rockwell, Texas. It's one of the largest per capita, like, uh, counties in Texas for, uh, for veterans. Like there's 6,600 veterans or something in in the county of Rockwell. It's a small county, but, uh, so per capita, it's just one of the largest. So you'd think I would have like these, these, these bonds with these people, but I didn't, I felt like I was an outsider, um, Cause you know, I, I don't smoke, I don't drink and I, you know, I don't cuss. And, you know, so like, that's, that's all these things are, you know, like, Hey, you know, American Legion social here at the uh, cigar club. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I get to go and stink like cigars and come back home. Great. Yay. Let's yeah. do that. That's, that sounds like fun. Well, Hey, let's go drinking with a bunch of people and watch them get all drunk. And I'm just sitting here going, Oh man, is this how it used to be? Cause yeah, I was an alcoholic back in the day. I haven't had a drink since 03. But, uh, yeah, that's congratulations. Uh, but, yeah. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, I just had no connection with anything. And so, uh, like with the PTSD and the background and, and, uh, you know, this ing- aggression and anxiety, depression, like all the things like, yeah, like VA red card, like was like, Hey, yeah, you're crazy. I was like, yes, I am. Thanks for mm. noticing. Um, did they, they, you know, I just, wait, they gave you okay. a ton of medication, right? Yeah, I'm on three, four well, medications. Yeah. No, I mean back then when they were like, "You're oh. crazy. Let's just medicate you." Yeah, and I'm still on. So I'm like, I was on five at one time, um, just to come come down, and, um, and then I started going through like cognitive behavior th- therapy, CBT. Um, then worked with uh, a, a lady. Her name is uh, Nicole Coyle. She's uh, she's more of a homeopathic. Uh, Person, so I learned like hand mudras and breathing techniques, and that those, yeah, those work fantastic. By the way, like I, yeah, like you, yeah, and I've got a, co- a couple meditations from Zen Rabbit because uh, <laughs> you know those are awesome. Um, yeah, which I still customized ones. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, and I've turned a lot of people onto them too. So hopefully, you've gotten some. But did you get into uh, that some, stuff before or after the part that you haven't told us yet? After. <laughs> so okay. okay so, well, ultimately, uh, what was the question? I always ask somebody on this show. It's like, so when did I realize that fine wasn't fine anymore? Like, wasn't right? fine. That, yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you were going along, but were, wait, wait, were you even telling people that things were fine or were you actually telling them I'm not fine? I don't know how to fix how I am, but I'm not fine. Or were you saying yeah, I was everything's denial. fine, even though it yeah. wasn't? Yeah, total denial. Like my wife, you know, my wife was all, yeah, she knows. She knew what was up. 
Uh, she didn't know how bad it was. My mom knew I was struggling, didn't know how bad it was. Um, and finally, just one night, you want, you want me to just go for it? So one night, yeah, just sitting in a chair over here, just contemplating life in general. Uh, yeah, I had a gun in my mouth. And uh, yeah, I was just praying, hey, hey God, you know, so I'm still a believer, huge believer. I was like, hey God, hey, just give me the strength. Let me just end this. Uh, you know, I don't know where I belong. At least at this point, you know, like I still have uh, my service group uh, life insurance. So my, you know, oh, I've been fired from like like nine jobs in three years at this point, and just yeah, like just struggling. And so I'm like, at least I'm worth four hundred thousand if I die. Uh, so you know, take care of my family. You know, they'll be all right. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was real. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. Then my daughter, yeah, we share a wall like on my right here, um, which would have been just messed up because she would have been the first one coming in. But uh, she started mm-hmm. singing to her dolls. Uh, I thought she was sleeping. Um, she was singing uh, Good Night, My Angel. And uh, that was it. That was that hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I can't I can't <sighs> check out. I, I yeah, there's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How old I, was there's, she? There's, Oh, geez. Uh, so she's 11 now. So she was probably like seven, mm-hmm. six or seven. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, I can't, I can't check out. Like, yeah, I've got my, my daughter, I've got a little boy, I've got a wife and I've got a huge extended family. Like I come from a family, six kids. Right. So, uh, you know, like my, my parents have 26 grandchildren. Uh, wow. And, uh, yeah, so like, I'm like, what, what am I doing? And, uh, so that was my big wake up and smell the roses and just, you know, you're not okay. You're not fine. Um, cause obviously I had a gun in my mouth. I'm not fine. <laughs> so. Allow me a quick moment to thank you for tuning in to fine is a four letter word. If you're enjoying the show, please take a second to hit the follow button. So you don't miss an episode. And if you haven't already, I'd love it if you would leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Your feedback helps the show reach more listeners like you. Fine is a four-letter word is available on all major podcasting platforms. So no matter where you listen, you can stay up to date with the latest episodes. Now let's get back into the conversation. Yeah, that's extreme. What was the first thing you did when you said to yourself, I can't do this and put it down? And then what? Um, first thing, yeah, I went in and I gave my daughter a big hug and said, hey, you need to be sleeping. Why aren't you sleeping? I'm, I'm glad you're not sleeping, but hey, you, yeah, uh-huh. yeah you, let's, let's get to bed, okay? And then I went in and talked to my wife. I was like, hey, I'm not okay. She's, she says, finally, finally. And she, I don't, yeah, she, she didn't even find out about the gun in my mouth for a couple of two or three years. Uh, it was like probably last year. I think I posted about it there uh, on social media and she was like, wait, what? Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, we yeah. didn't talk about that. Oh, I thought we did talk <laughs> about that. I'm sorry. I guess we're yeah. going to talk about that now. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Let's talk about it. So, um, yeah, it was just, 
yeah, huge, huge turning point in my life. Right. So, uh, um, and from that point, like, uh, so army's real big on, uh, positive psychology. So Martin Seligman is the mm-hmm. f- founder of positive psychology. Uh, so they, they run a big thing with the military. And so we have master resiliency trainers that actually go to a 10 day course and get uh, certified as a trainer. And then they come back to the units and then they teach and, uh, doing this like uh, suicide rates, alcohol, uh, uh, alcoholism and whatever uh, rates and whatnot have significantly dropped in the military, which is fantastic. So I started really getting into that um, and uh, just, you know, really learning uh, mental toughness and, and grit and how to be resilient and, and uh, how to, how to bounce back because, you know, like I was, I was at a loss. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Uh, so at that point, that's when I started, uh, yeah, I reached out to the VA. Um, I'm in their diamond mental health team down at the Dallas VA. Uh, fantastic people, fantastic uh, providers there, uh, even though there's a huge turnover rate, but hey, it's all good. Uh, you know, they don't get paid for nothing, but they, they, they're they still there and still help us out. But uh, uh, so, yeah, that's where I was introduced to the cognitive behavior therapy. And then I stumbled on to... Uh, uh, Nicole Coyle, who's a part of uh, another mastermind that I'm in, uh, Apex Entourage, um, and uh, she introduced me to uh, to the hand mudras and and breathing uh-huh. techniques, and that actually helps considerably more. Because yeah, I was like like you're saying, I was on like five different medications at the time. Um, now I'm now I'm only on three. Hey, yeah, and well, yeah, two, no, yeah, it is progress. For, don't don't yeah. don't discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, two were for. Uh, yeah, two for the anxiety, depression, and then one uh, trazodone to help me sleep at night. But I don't like the way it makes me feel. I feel like hungover the next day, uh, and yeah. uh, so I don't like to take it. But uh, you know, judging from the bags under my eyes, I need to start taking it a little bit more uh, so I can actually sleep. I because I only get like four to six hours of sleep a night, uh, so uh, I need to start taking care of that. Because you can't sleep longer, or because that's only the that's the amount of time you allot for yourself to be in bed asleep. Um, well, cause it takes me forever to fall asleep and then a hey, morning happens gotcha. and Hey, I'm, I'm a dad. I got, and you've only I slept got stuff that long. to do. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried breath work? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so we, we I do have some breathing techniques and then, uh, you had that guest back in March, um, uh, from yeah, the Leland, Leland yeah, Holgate Leland. senior, he was episode 85. <laughs> and that's why I was asking. I just wanted yeah. to bring it up and see if you, yeah. Yeah fantastic story that that guy oh yeah so um i was actually checking out his website uh last week or two weeks ago and uh yeah like i need to purchase a couple of those programs that he's got so uh just uh yeah just to have some breath work going on because i could definitely use some uh some core healing like that yeah well i mentioned him because he is a veteran as well and he's worked mm-hmm. with a lot of veterans who uh, have been in the position that you were and and maybe, you know, are now in terms of sleep and anxiety and all those things. Um, so, yeah. So I just want to bring that up because it was a great, it was a great episode, but also the yes. work he's doing is so important. So yeah, indeed. now that you've, you've gotten a bit of a handle on some of these issues, how are you feeling more integrated like with a community yeah, uh, so, yeah, I'm actually the adjutant for the American Legion Post out here. Uh, so that's like the, 
the equivalence would be like a first sergeant. But uh, so I do a lot, a lot with the admin stuff. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty involved with it. Uh, I haven't been in the last couple months because I've been launching Thrive Corps. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm still a big part of uh, a big part of the veteran community here. And, um, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely a, um, it's, it's nice to have a home, <laughs> I guess. Right. And, I bet uh, it is. I yeah, bet it is. People that'll call you out and, and- <laughs> call you out and celebrate wins. Mm-hmm. Both, yes. yeah, yeah, both. Right. I mean, that's so important. Whether you're in a veteran community or entrepreneur community or any any kind of community, like we all need people who will call you out and help you celebrate. Yep. Both. Because, yeah, and that's so lacking, it seems like. And that's right. why we have so much disconnection and loneliness. And, I mean, there's many reasons, but right. part of it is not people haven't found where they feel like they belong. Right, indeed. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And, yeah, and then it's hard to find find a group that will even call you out anymore because, you know, like it, it seems like everybody's <laughs> trying to be uh, – everybody's just trying to be that – that person that gets along with everybody, but no, I need, I need somebody yeah. that'll call me out on my, on my BS and like get me back to my authentic me instead of me being a fake person that I'm trying to be. Cause that's what got right. me in trouble in the first place is, Hey, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I, which, you know, obviously I wasn't fine, uh, but I still yeah. said I was okay. And yeah. So uh, it's just nice to have that community that'll call you BS and, and uh, get, get you, get you back on, get back on the right path. Yeah, it's been a long and winding road. I want to ask you about where you are now with Thrive Core, but before I do that, I want to go back to you had mentioned so you don't drink, but you did. Right. You were an alcoholic, yes. which is well, that, not part of your religious <laughs> background. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, you know the the Amish have a rumspriga. Uh, yes, that, like they they have that point in time where they escape from the religion. Uh, or the community live like normal and then come back or stay. Uh, so I, I, I equate my time away from the church yeah. as, as my own personal rumspriga from the LDS religion. And so I, you know, I, I went out and, you know, lived an alternative lifestyle that I'm not proud of whatsoever. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, w- I would say I'm, I'm better having done that, uh, you know, cause now I know, uh, I, I'm just more secure in my values and my beliefs uh, because I've I've lived that other life and I've I've yeah. seen the other me and I like this me a whole lot better than the other me. That's such a healthy way to look at it because so many people will look back at things they've done in the past and be ashamed and uh, guilt feel guilty for it, and yet it has regardless of what happened, it's developed you into the person you've become now. And if now is somebody that you're proud of and happy to be, and that's what contributed to it, there's no reason for the shame or guilt around it. Right. And if you aren't happy with that, or you aren't happy with the life you're leading, you know, it's time to get introspective and just figure out what's going on. Because obviously you're not fine. And before it spirals out and you have a gun in your mouth, you know, let's, let's figure it out ahead of time. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's a whole lot easier to figure out ahead of time than 
on on that night. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, and everybody has to start somewhere. So right, exactly. that's where your path started. What? So this makes a lot of sense of what you're doing now with ThriveCore. What is? Because I'm not even really familiar. I mean, I know a little bit about what you, you've you been sending me some stuff, some material that you've been working on. So tell me a little bit about that and who you're working with. All right. So uh, ThriveCore, uh, you, you haven't figured it out or you haven't heard about it much because like it's literally like just started. I, I finally got You the, heard it uh, here courage. first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally, yeah. I finally got the courage to pull the trigger and say, Hey, let's, let's do this thing. So I've been, I've been working on this for a while. Uh, so thrive core is all about mental toughness and resilience and finding that power to not only just bounce back from a fallback, but thrive from it. Uh, you know, learn from those mistakes and, and learn where your shortcomings are and, and learn how to build off of it and become a better you. So that's, that's the basis of thrive core. How did you get to this point where, I mean, it makes sense that this is what you're teaching because this is what you've been learning. Right. How did you get to this point and decide now is the time to do this? Um, it actually just fell in my lap. I was uh, chatting with a buddy of mine and he was going through uh, a lot of the same things I was going through. And yeah. I just sat down and just started laying out a laying out everything that I've uh, that I've uh, gone through and and uh, yeah just I was like hey so this is this is what I've done and so hey let's let's get started let's so uh, let's uh, help you and uh, so just going through that with him I you know I was like yeah hey this is fun this is awesome I love this this is something I'm really passionate about and he actually told me he was like hey uh, yeah you should you should teach people this because this is amazing uh i was like oh oh okay so i started just playing around with it about a year ago and uh and then yeah just lining everything up and finally uh i started uh chatting with this other guy uh, and uh joined his uh, little coaching group uh, it's called the immortal man and uh uh yeah they were like hey let's do this thing and i was like okay let's go yeah, obviously, like it's definitely something that people need. And, you know, instead of being, you know, taught by somebody who's not necessarily experienced it, but they're, you know, they're book smart about it. Hey, right. Uh, let, let me teach you. And because I've, I've, I'm not only studying it expl- explicitly, but uh, I've, I've lived through it. And so I, I know and I can speak to you from real world experience, not just. Hey, this is what I read in a book, um, which is a yeah. lot of what I'm getting, like what I got at the VA. Like a lot of the stuff that they've had me do has been fantastic, but uh, you know, like the mudras and whatnot, like they're they're not going to tell you that. Uh, VA is going to prescribe you more medicine. They're not going to get into right like all this other stuff, like goal setting and and uh, you know, you know, hand mudras, breath work, meditation, affirmations. Uh, yeah, they're like I've got thirty-seven. Actually, I got fifty affirmations now that I recite every morning and night. Um, just uh, yeah, like if if it's not true yet, then reciting it in my head is going to make it true eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that that's. Are it. you looking? 
Are you looking to work with other veterans exclusively or who's your, who would you um, envision this program is best for? So right now, uh, small, uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, that's, uh, my big target. Um, also being in, from the healthcare industry. So healthcare industry and military, that's, uh, that's my background. Uh, those are two high stress positions. And, uh, so I, I know people in both both would uh, benefit greatly from it. Mm-hmm. The first um, first responder community. Yeah, first responder, like uh, even hospital workers, RNs, uh, you know, doctors, uh, you know, just any anybody really uh, who who just needs to learn how to bounce back and how to like instead of wallowing sorrow and you know just get down in the dumps, take those as learning opportunities. And learn how to thrive. Uh, yeah. Instead of instead of uh, you know, instead of having them stumbling blocks, take those blocks and and build a ladder or a path up up, up to success. Right. So. Um, right. Yeah. All right, come on, Chad. You know we've been. You know my marketing background. You had some experience in marketing. You cannot say anyone who. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. My, my, my big, so I'm my, just giving you a hard time. Right. So my, my big, my big top three, uh, entrepreneurs, healthcare workers, veterans. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. So that, and they that, could that, be that's, all my, three. that's my top three. Yeah. Maybe you could, combine yeah. it's, it's, it's all three. It's, it's entrepreneurs in the healthcare industry who are also veterans. There you go. Okay. There's your so, niche. Or, yeah. Or like me, like. <laughs> Like me, I was in the healthcare industry. Now I'm an entrepreneur, and I was a veteran. So, like, yeah, I'm I'm all yeah. three as well. Because you know, because yeah, like I was Blue Fox Growth Solutions. Yeah, that was uh, it was all about uh, automation and marketing and sales. So, yeah, I, I got that's you. <laughs> that's typically what happens with entrepreneurs is that they best serve the people that they were a few years ago. Right, indeed. Because because you so. can relate, you know it, and you can yeah. talk the talk and walk the walk and you know, cause people, you know, so people, you know, buy from people, they, it's, it's all about the KLT, right? Chad Holmes uh, wrote the fantastic uh, book. Yeah. yeah so I'm tired no, of no, hearing about yeah, so no it's like about and no, trust. No like and trust. But it's, it's so true though. Like, cause if, if I didn't know you, like you and trust you, would I have reached out and said, Hey Lori, I want you to make this personalized meditation for me that I, I can listen to every morning. And no, and I remember having a sales trainer who said that people did not actually need to like you. They just needed to know you and trust you. And I did not agree with that. Right. Because they have to like you. Like, I'm I not, if so I don't too. like you, yeah, if, if I don't like you, why, why am I going to spend time with you? Like, I, I've, well, I've, spent... and how do you trust somebody you don't really like? Right. So, you know, that there I might be those love. Those love hate relationships, maybe, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, so yeah, there's, there's something. Yeah. There's something uh, huge I, about the no like and trust factor. <clears throat> there is, there is, and then you have to believe that they have the knowledge to be able to provide what they are promising to provide. So I think there's an added. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that comes with the trust factor. It was like I, I trust. Yeah, that I guess you, like you could stuff yeah. it under there. Yeah, trust so, that yeah. you can deliver what you say you're going to. Mm. Cool. All right, we're gonna yeah. put a link in the show notes to Thrive Core. 
And before we go, because you're you've been pretty chill on this whole conversation. <laughs> but but I know that sometimes you need to get hyped up for certain situations. Oh, always. <laughs> always? All right. What's the song you listen to to do that? Um, so I actually was just jamming to it uh, right before the show. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So my my biggest one, so there's, uh, so music is my, yeah, it's, it's my jam. Like, I, I have such a very, like, I you know, I just wrote, like, or finished writing a couple country songs. Uh, I love rap. I love rock a little bit. But uh, my hype song is... Uh, not gonna die from skillet and uh it's it's fantastic like uh second verse is like yeah it's it's where it really hits me real hard because it's uh it's all about uh like towards the end of it, it's like this is uh this is how it feels when you take your life back uh this is how it feels when you finally fight back uh let's see how's it go uh when life pushes me harder uh what doesn't kill me makes me stronger and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's a huge part of the message that I'm that I'm trying to portray right now, uh, and, and that's that I'm trying to live. Uh, and I I fully believe it because you know like you you can't just sit there and take it. You got you got to push back. You got to fight for your life because nobody's going to if if you don't care about you, nobody's going to. Uh, you know, like if yeah, it's just hard enough just to take care of yourself, right? So if, if you can't take yeah. care of yourself, yeah. Well, and I think actually, I think if you don't care about yourself, other people could care about you, but they can't help you if you're not willing to let them. Exactly. It's like the, you know, horse to water, you know, adage, mm-hmm. right? You can't make right. them drink. You can leave them there all the, all you want. But, um, but until like me, perfect example, until I finally had that moment. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I'm like, right. you know, you could you'd be like, Hey, you need help. No, I don't. That's just going to push me further away and alienate me more from whoever's trying to reach out and help me because I wasn't yeah. ready for that. I, I was, you know, I was, I was too busy, uh, you know, wallowing in my my self hatred and and uh, yeah, and, and my my aggression and you know, uh, yeah, everything. So depression and yeah. So you got to be. Ready I was I was going to wrap this up with that last question, but you just mentioned something that I have to ask about, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. And you just said you said you wrote some country songs. Yeah. Have you published music? No. No. Of course not. The no, world is waiting uh, for I'm, that. I'm, I know. I'm 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 working on it. So I'm I'm really good at writing. So lyrics, yeah, I, I could throw out lyrics all day long. But taking the lyrics and putting it to music, that's where I struggle. Like, you know, I've, I've got my guitar back here, actually. Let's see. It, it sounds like, <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. It sounds like yeah. you need a partner, a music partner, for writing the music. And, and I'm just putting um, it out there, like, because the people, yeah. you know, whoever's listening to this show, if you know somebody who, you know, maybe can't write lyrics, but... Wants to partner with someone who can. Chad Jackson yeah, here definitely. is available. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you know, I do have a couple of people. Uh, so Nate Burnham uh, is a musician. Uh, he's an up and comer in the uh, country, country western. Uh, uh, we actually go to church together here in Rockwall. Uh, he tours the Northwest often, um, and uh, so he's yeah he's uh, going to be helping me out. And he's got some really fun songs. 
Uh, he's he's really talented. Uh, but his drummer is uh, his name's uh, Andy uh, Andy Nelson. Uh, fantastic. Just uh, he's he's one of those people that are so musically talented. You just you hate him for it because like he during one concert he plays the drums and then he gets up on the next song and he plays the fiddle and then he goes to the piano and then he plays the guitar and then he does this and this and you're like dude shut up is there anything you don't do exactly so but um you know it's just some people are stronger at you know some stuff than others right but yeah it's still it's like you made me sick dude that's that's just crazy um but yeah so he's he's gonna help me out uh like the stronger than whiskey that's the that's the song uh from uh, the Facebook post a uh, couple of or like last week. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw yeah. it on your face. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. can't wait for you to publish something so I can listen and right. support and just say, Hey, I know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you know, so, and most likely is it's going to be just a YouTube channel uh, where I, where I, you know, yeah, until someone important things, so. hears it and then it takes off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll see about yeah. that. No, I'm, 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 I'm 43 years old. I don't know about any tours. In Man, my, in my we're future, just yeah. putting it out in the world. <laughs> Who knows? You obviously, yeah, it, you were thing, obviously yeah. saved from taking your own life for a purpose. We don't know right. exactly what that was yet, but it's, it, it and it may, I'm sure it's more than one purpose. It's all coming together <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> just Chad, time thank tell, you right? so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today on Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Hey, I am super excited I finally got on your show. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm mentally and emotionally and spiritually all the things ready for uh, for it. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what life has, has uh, in store for me. Most definitely. So am I. Even though I've known Chad for a couple of years, there are parts to that story I'd not heard before. Once again, I'm so grateful for my guests' willingness to be vulnerable and tell the hard parts of their stories. When you shine a light on the darkness, it can't hide or keep you victim anymore. Here are the key takeaways. Number one, often the last person to recognize you're not fine is you. It's important to have a community around you of friends, family, and supporters that are willing to tell you how it is and help you get back on track when you can't see the path forward. Number two, the Amish have a tradition called Rumspringa, a rite of passage where young members are allowed to experience the outside world before deciding if they want to commit to the Amish life. You can do this yourself in your own life too. Test out a different path and one of two things will happen. You'll find that your current life isn't the only way to do things, or you'll feel more confident and secure in the path you've chosen. Number three, no good comes from looking back on the things you've done in the past with shame. Those moments are necessary to develop you into the person you are today, someone you can be proud of. Skip the guilt trip. Number four, it's easy to wrap your identity in what you do. The problem is when you stop doing that thing, that job, that role, that business, you can quickly lose sight of who you are. Instead, focus on deriving your identity from your core beliefs and values because those are less likely to change over time. And number five, it's been mentioned before and it's worth saying again, there's no shame in asking for help. 
It's not a weakness. And if the person or technique doesn't work for you, keep asking. Keep looking for and trying different methods because eventually you are going to find what works for you and life will open up in a way you never knew could be so amazing. Thanks for listening to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow and share it with a friend. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to help others discover it too. You can find links to my socials on my website, zenrabbit.com. And before you go, take a moment to reflect on what you're grateful for today. Remember, you have the power to create a life you love, and I'm proud of you. Thanks for joining me. Take care.